So, Rory, do you want to watch that porn? Yeah, let's go back to watching some porn. All right. Any good titles you've seen lately? For some good porn? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. some... Well, like like everybody else, though, I don't really know the titles of porn. I just know the search words I use. Do you just search for the good stuff? Because that's what I type. I go to the... I go to search <laughs> the good stuff. Good, the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just type in best... Yeah, I type best porn. Best porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that 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 seems to work really well. It turns out that if you uh, if you type any word before porn, you do you do best and then blank and then porn. Yeah, best blank and then, porn, and then it invariably uh, is about stepmoms. <laughs> it's like it's already it's a great Susan Sarandon movie. But... This summer, Susan Sarandon starring in Stepmom Two. Stepmom Two. <laughs> Ranger? Barbarian? Magician? Thief? Cavalier? And acrobat? Who was that? That was Venger, the force of evil. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, uh, you, you, you awake, you awake in your car, you're, you're driving to work. Uh, the, the dulcet tones of a, of a man speaking to you over your radio. Oh yes, you, of course, you remember. You decided to listen to a podcast called Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'll be your Dungeon Master today, and my name is Andrew. <laughs> I'm Andrew. Hello. I'm Austin. Salutations. What what sort of character are you? It's a good theme. <laughs> sort of the the guy who wasn't sure he was going to say salutations halfway through. <laughs> no, what class are you? I'm a a gun thief. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Rory Voy. That's both names. That's first last yeah. first last special. And what are you, and Mike? My class is Danger Clerk. <laughs> <laughs> Rory Boy, the Danger Clerk. Uh, have we you have seen a... Danger Clerk too, man. That's a really good one. <laughs> we have another human being here. What is your name, my friend? I have to stop here. Oh, okay. Austin, did you think I said Danger Clark? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I heard Danger Clerk, but okay. I thought you said Danger Clark. <laughs> Great. He's like the coolest guy at Circuit City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just a danger clerk. Okay, sorry, I've interrupted okay, our 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 lovely introduction of this no. of the sweet of the sweet guest. That's okay. Great. Uh, and we do have another human being here. What is your name, adventurer? <laughs> I am Brian, and I am an actuary. Ooh, Ooh. he's just an That's actuary. Is, is it fantasy at all? Well, fantasy people sometimes need actuary work. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. There's a lot of death in this world. Uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, if you haven't already figured it out, we're doing we're doing a goddamn Dungeons and Dragons episode, but we're not playing it. We're watching it uh, because for whatever reason we decided to watch this damn cartoon. Yeah, uh, we're doing an actual watch watch podcast. So <laughs> right, we just watch it and then we talk about it. Yeah, and and we have what what are we a gun thief, a danger clerk, and an actuary. This party is not very well balanced. 
but I think no, we're, we're, gonna... we're too much too, too too heavy on DPS, but that's okay. <laughs> we're gonna do okay. We're gonna be okay. Uh, Brian, uh, you're new. Hello, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah, yeah. We're happy to have you along. I'm super happy to be here. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. There's one. Put, shucks. Put one down. Yeah, on I that think little that's chalkboard. a first for our show. <laughs> Having a a fan. Well, it started because I was sitting next to Andy, and it seemed rude not to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's but fair. then you know it just grew into i really like it and Aww. uh i think uh rory i think you're particularly funny oh yes oh gee thanks yeah Awkward. Awkward. that's going in the points let's <laughs> yeah. the points for later austin how do you feel about that suddenly we're reality tv now <laughs> oh no i'm i'm all condensing it into a deep place that won't get released in a healthy way so i'm good right now <laughs> i guess what i'm saying is i'd really like to be your yoko Oh, sweet. Yeah. Ooh. I think that you can make that happen. Uh, yeah. Brian and I did uh, did a production of, of Newsies, that Disney musical, not too long ago, and we we became fast friends. Um, and now he now he listens to our terrible podcast. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? It's great. Um, what are we what are we doing today? All of our fans are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that means just me though. Oh. Based on yeah, and Andy's mom. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we picked um, we picked a couple episodes to watch today. We, uh, we only wanted to do two, because uh, we wanted to we wanted to have a little more room for discussion. Um, Austin, what do you want? What, what, do you have Do you have some info for us? Yeah. So uh, there's kind of there's there's a lot of things sort of floating around in in explaining this show because you've got <laughs> you've got a couple things going on. You know, like you've got this is D and D. This came out in 1984, I believe. Um, if not 83, um, around been, that time. It may have been three, three to five. Um, I see 83. It's, yeah. it's two seasons, September right? 17, 1983. Yeah, there were three so, seasons, but only 27 episodes. It was sort of a strange... Yeah, I got canceled, unfortunately. Um, sort of but... a 4400 situation, which is <laughs> probably way too deep of a reference. They kept having really short seasons. <laughs> Partially because they, it was around the, the 2007 writer's strike. Mm. Thanks for yeah, explaining well, this, that, Rory. This wasn't around the yeah, 2007 no writer's strike. <laughs> this was in 1983. And uh, this was like D&D had come out in the 70s. Uh, but it was really starting to pick up steam right now. And it was also right in the middle of the moral panic caused around D&D. Around a lot of the angry parents groups. Uh, and there was, I believe, a story... Uh, that Brian, you might know a little more about. I do know about this. Um, there was a young man who killed his stepfather, and uh, people uh, wanted to blame it that he was devil worshiping through playing D and D. And I know about this because my older brother went to high school with that young man. Um, also, my brother and I played D and D at the time, so it was quite the thing in our house. Was this the late seventies? Uh, well, see, this would have been did the 80, murder? 82, 83. Okay. Sure. What a right <laughs> How did your How did your dad react to all that? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> Not well. The, my football playing father was already displeased with the role playing. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, role playing's not something we want our uh, our children doing. Uh, at all but at least he should have he should have been confident that he could beat you up if you tried to murder him <laughs> <laughs> he 
He was, and he told me that. <laughs> you better not try this shit in my house. <laughs> you even look at a sword. <laughs> Fucking nerds. No, 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 no. Uh, I think that that there was a lot of scare tactics, as there are still today, uh, thrown around by, like you said, the parents groups and all sorts of so-called moral activists. Um, yeah. It's a difficult, it's a difficult conversation even now. Right. Yeah. I mean, although the, uh, I would say the savviness of the public regarding like fantasy has changed completely. Um, I think it's really interesting to look at the show and to look at the era of fantasy and the way the fantasy genre kind of was that the way they presented it in this show, Mm -hmm. um, in 1983. And you can kind of see the, like it's still the genre itself is really in an infancy. Like everything is very much like Arthurian. It's very much like, uh, oh, you know, there's an episode with like Merlin, and they're right. like, oh yes, the wizard character is a magician, and all of that <laughs> is like, you know, like I think Discworld, the first Discworld book came out around this time. Yeah, that's correct. and so like things were starting to, you know, get more advanced. It was like it was like sci-fi in the fifties, you know, where everything is just about the spacemen and the <laughs> the alien boys and the look at the 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 great green men robots, <laughs> and that's kind of the the era this is in, like as far as fantasy. Yeah. Like, this isn't for hardcore fantasy readers. This is like, you know, and that common literacy is like, oh, you're a magician like King Arthur. You know, like that's that's kind of the level that this is presented at. But uh, now, Brian, you you watched this when you were a kid, right? Oh, yeah. This was made for me. Yeah. Uh, Did you remember anything? No. (laughs) <laughs> no, I did not. And uh, to throw back to a, an older show that you guys have talked about, mm-hmm. a little bit like Silverhawks, sure. um, after watching this, I'm not sure it wasn't better in my memory to just live there than actually watching it again. So well, I'll give you. I'll we've give done you a the, disservice uh, to you. No. Yeah, the, the broad strokes of my experience was that uh you know the acting and the and the dialogue probably probably could have could have been a lot better broad strokes though broad strokes though i kind of dug the the like the story and the animation of what was happening in these two episodes they were pretty cool yeah, yeah I, it could have been a lot worse i liked it a lot more than i expected to i certainly i certainly thought it was going to be just a real slog to get through this show i mean only thing that we'd really consumed of Dungeons and Dragons aside from all of us having played Dungeons and Dragons before was watching that intro. Uh, Yeah. And that intro doesn't really do a good job of selling you on its concept. It looks really shitty. Yeah. Uh, The, I think the funniest part of the intro of this show is the fact that they established that the, our protagonists are teenagers from the ages of eight to 15, um, six, six kids. mm -hmm. Um, get sucked into the the realm of Dungeons and Dragons through a th- amusement park ride. Yes. Because God forbid we show them actually sitting down and playing the board game <laughs> like a bunch of nerds. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody wants to see that. And nobody like wants to support those characters if they're sitting around actually playing the game that they're trying to sell. Oh uh, sure. I mean I think you could also make the argument that um 
it's not a story if these people are you know competent members of the de- like like it, it, the story is that they're you know six kids who didn't know what they were doing and not you right. know yeah, I just you know, think it's scholars of the Dungeons and Dragons lore who are ready to kick some ass. Yeah, they show up and right. they just start min-maxing. Well, and I don't <laughs> I don't know, but is this a similar situation as some of our other beloved cartoons that were commissioned and created by toy companies? Was this created at the behest of Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, I don't think D&D was uh was Syndic was like owned by a major company until much later. If I yeah. okay. remember correctly, Gary Gygax just like printed it out of his basement. Yeah, they, yeah. It, it was produced by a company called TSR uh and and yeah, Gygax's name is on this show, so presumably he approved of it on some level. Yeah, um, or maybe this is the first real payday he got for the making <laughs> D&D. I don't know. Never know. Like, I don't know how much how much money he made in the in the early years. I mean, by this time he was producing that uh, dragon magazine that was coming out pretty often, and like putting out new content in the magazine, and like, yeah. you know, okay. there, there were definitely revenue streams. But I don't know. This was probably pretty big at the time. I mean, it had to be big enough to overwrite the moral panic situation, like right? Like there had to be <laughs> enough money involved to still try to make this show, despite you know parents groups and religious groups thinking that it murdered children. You know, well, like. The- I think everybody kind of knew unless they weren't the people who knew. Uh, like, of all the moral panics we've had, uh, D&D is kind of the silliest one. <laughs> you would, it, In retrospect, <laughs> it seems like it. But at the time, I, I mean, think the, they made a we, movie maybe about we it with Tom speak to it, but it's not. But it's not the same as, like, you know, weed or, <laughs> or, or drunk driving or, like... Sure. Yeah, maybe not yeah. on that level. Uh, but, yeah, what was the, what was the movie with Tom Hanks? Yeah, so it, originally a book was written, I think, in the late 70s that was based on at least some of the killings that had happened or that had been attributed to D&D. And it was a cautionary tale on a kid getting sucked into this fantasy world, not like literally sucked in like portal fantasy style, but <laughs> losing his mind like Travis Bickle style, mm. uh, his grip on reality <laughs> and like killing people or running around with a sword and not being able to like rejoin the world. And then they adapted it to a TV movie with Tom Hanks and his first lead role. And that was 1983. Also, when that came out, monsters and mazes. So, so and that was all just like, wow, look what happens when your kid gets, gets lost. In <laughs> yeah. A, but in the a flip side is all world. these parents, all these parents are also high on cocaine. Day, <laughs> That's <so>. true. <laughs> Sure, is that, that's true. Is that, is that true, Brian? We're all parents high on cocaine. We were all high on cocaine. Great. It was it in the first. water. It was just in the water. <laughs> it was like it was fluoride and cocaine. <laughs> yes, Buds McKenzie was just giving out coke to people. <laughs> I think I think he was actually made of coke. <laughs> that's what it was. Very he was possible. from Henson Studios. Yeah, and he was manufactured from pressed coke. I love it. Oh. Um, okay, so the the other thing, just like top level about this show, is how crazy, like how much work they had to do to make this clean, like how much they had to do yeah. to avoid the certain type of violence that the censors weren't gonna like. Yeah, the the whole thing around the weapons. We have all these six main characters who have the different character classes, and they quote weapons. Yeah, which is a, a stick and a shield and a hat. And a coat. 
Well, okay, <laughs> and a, but the ranger does have a bow and arrow. The ranger has a bow that is unstrung and doesn't shoot any real arrows, but like beams it is of made light. of light and imagination. <laughs> right. I don't really understand why they don't win every fight with that bow. It's it's really <laughs> yeah. powerful. It occasionally knocks over mountains <laughs> all the time. Yeah. They don't well, even he, pretend to use the other characters. No, they no. really don't. They just need Hank. Yeah. Hank Hank is our is our solo party member. He's at least three levels higher than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um He's yeah. also at the godly age of fifteen. The oh, little right. boy does have a big club, but I think that's <laughs> comically mismatched enough for them to get away with it. Right. right. I mean it that's that's comedy. The eight year old kid is the barbarian. That's I mean, funny. you know, it's like Bam Bam from Flintstones. Yeah. You know, they can try to like pull something there. Mm-hmm. Uh a fun if fact he was some about... rippling thunder hulk, it probably would have been harder to get away with. <laughs> right. <laughs> a fun fact about Hank, the ranger, the main character, uh, mm-hmm. voiced by Willie Ames, uh, who's he's done a bunch of stuff. But most interestingly, he going to uh, talk about Bible Man. <laughs> yes, he created and starred in Bible Man uh, <laughs> later what? in the 90s. Uh, he created the character Bible Man in oh. 1995 and played Bible Man for the next eight years. I was unaware. Yeah. Yeah. Bible man. So going from like going from D&D is Satan worship to literally creating Bible man is sort of an interesting career trajectory for Willie Ames. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's pretty wonderful. It's the, the, yeah. cri- the crime fighting hero who quotes scripture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty on board with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All these characters are are. They're really thinly drawn uh, for the most part. Um, like we said, we have the Cavalier, the Ranger, the Magician, the Thief, and then there's a Unicorn and an Acrobat. Uni? Uni the Uni Unicorn. The uni. <laughs> oh, uni. Sweet, beloved Uni. <laughs> and Uni, Uni's voiced by Frank Welker, his, uh, yeah. you know, Fred from Scooby-Doo and Megatron. Uh, Ryan, yeah. were, these, were these the original classes from the, from the D&D, from the, from the Dungeon and Dragon? I think they were, except for not, not Acrobat. Not Acrobat and Cavalier. Yeah, those were two were made up. They were which, later. Yeah. They were added they had later. They changed the names, right, to make them... Well, well they just... Oh, they couldn't say Thief? They couldn't say Thief, because so they just called her Sheila the whole time. Yeah, she's only called that once. Right. I've heard, yeah, I heard her say called the, Thief at one she's point. She's called Thief in the intro. Yeah. They, they tell it. her she's the Thief. But um, it's always Sheila after that. Yeah. Well, and they they created the character of the Cavalier, Eric, as like this, you know, contrary complaining guy, uh, also in response to like parent groups who were really trying to push this whole like don't buck the group mentality. And so they had they wrote all the stories so that Eric is always complaining. And then it turns out he was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, And the thief is actually so she has a magic cape. And in Spanish, they call her a mage or an illusionist. So they don't they don't say thief in in yeah. every translation she she's kind of the bilbo baggins of the group uh and yeah. also just basically useless i mean every time she pulls this cape out it does not work i mean she becomes invisible but she doesn't move anywhere so she still gets hit by whatever she's trying to <laughs> she, like, she's like oh shoot <laughs> damn it yeah I, I like to think maybe they gave her more to do in other episodes that we didn't watch That's, i would hope i hope Okay, while we're while we're reading these character bios, the one thing I really take 
issue with is the description on Wikipedia about Diana the Acrobat that says Diana. Oh, it's going to be awful. Uh, Diana, Diana is, a, is real a beautiful and Diana is a beautiful and brave fourteen-year-old girl. That's the only sentence I don't like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't really understand why she was dressed in the fur bikini. Yeah, because to be an acrobat. It's it's some it's some kind of problematic tribalism shit going on yeah, here. It certainly a is. Bit. Uh she yeah. is she is black. Uh and it's it's not really it's not like they address it at all. Like they're not like making an issue of it or they don't really treat her different, but like the Well, like, she's not. I mean, it's uh it's this it's the same kind of like 70s and black animation where it's kind of like a gray scale. Like I don't even know how to describe it. She's right. not a natural skin tone. Yeah. Yeah. And they just sort of But she's certainly meant to be presenting as black, yeah. Yeah, they passively kind of objectify her by how she's, you know, how her character is designed. It's a little odd. I I fully agree with that. Yeah. Um, the rest of them get she to look She also doesn't do much. Not in no. these two episodes. No. No. No, no, no. No. <laughs> though though she does uh make friends with a Nazi, but we will uh we will get there. Yeah. Ooh, hold your horses. <laughs> buckle, the sort of lovable Nazi. He was kind of he was kind yeah. of a sweetie pie. Oh God. Uh, sure. Well, I, I think I think I should uh, activate my uh, my plus one boots of talking about an, uh, an episode and do a do a jump into discussion check. And I uh, was I get a seventeen. That's a pretty good roll. What should we you talk about? You rolled a one on transitions, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just really wanted to roll a die. Uh, we we watched two episodes. Uh, the first one that we watched is called uh, "The Dragon's Graveyard," uh, and here's the synopsis. It goes as follows: uh, The kids are at the end of their patience with Venger ruining their attempts to return home, and so they resolve to bring the fight to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they seek the help of Tiamat, the most dangerous dragon in the realm, who assists them in a confrontation with Venger and helps them get one step closer to home. And that I is guess. that is this episode. Yeah, I don't know. They they only get one step closer to home because the dungeon master tells them at the end, "You're one step closer to home," like some sort of yeah. withholding okay. father figure. We need to talk <laughs> about this dungeon master character because, like, this guy he's like a weird little lumpy egg man who uh, comes in and like he's got all the power in the world. Like he can teleport at will. He can make things appear. He can give clues. He's basically omniscient. You know, he's not like a dungeon master, like a person outside the game necessarily, but he's, you know, a a weird little Yoda kind of character. Um, But you you got to know this dungeon master. He has to have the ability to take them home. Yeah, like there's no way he doesn't have that power. And he's just being completely withholding. Well, this place is covered in portals that they can that they can use to get home. They just kind of keep fucking it up. Almost every episode, they mentioned the last portal that they didn't get to go through. (laughs) And we see another one this time. Yeah. I mean, one of these episodes, they say, oh, we're going to miss two in one day. (laughs) (laughs) This place is just lousy with portals. Yeah. They're everywhere. So it's possible that they're very bad adventurers. I, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. But they, you know, this dungeon master isn't like... It's not like all these kids really have to solve their problems in order to return home. Like they're actively risking their lives. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, you learned something valuable about yourself and now you're better people. Like, no, they're just going to die here and you're keeping <laughs> them. Like, mm-hmm. well, there's, there's I want to know. 
there's something that's probably worth talking about really fast, and that's the fact that uh, there was a final episode that was written but never produced. And in this script that was written by the writer, that was a really weird, written by the writer, in this script, uh, it reveals that, yes, the Dungeon Master did have the ability to send them home the whole time. Uh, and also that, that Venger, Venger is, tr- <laughs> is his son. Right. And I don't know. I guess maybe he's using these kids to, like, fix his world and maybe Which to help sucks. fix his son. It does suck. It sucks because he's it's taking these kids. It's a real shitty kids. thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm already, like, pissed at the Dungeon Master all the time because he speaks in riddles and they constantly ask him not to. <laughs> he also disappears kind of like a batman and gordon situation on a rooftop where it's like he did it again (laughs) yeah he's just also consistently smugly happy Mm -hmm. yeah every time he shows up it's always like (laughs) oh you almost died (laughs) you trapped an eight-year-old in a hell world (laughs) (laughs) like i can't i can't understand I mean, I guess I can understand his motives, but I don't know. Like, at the beginning of this episode, uh, what? He gives them, he tells them that the way to the dragon's graveyard is, like, like they have it already in their possession or something weird. But there was no, there was no, uh, nothing gained by him being vague about it. He could have just been right. like, yeah, use all your weapons and you'll transport to the dragon's graveyard. But, like... Like, what do they gain by by having to piece that together? Does he just fucking love puzzles? He also transports them out of the dragon's graveyard at the end. So (laughs) (laughs) that motherfucker just knows. God. He could just take them there. I mean, let's be honest. If we were playing Dungeons and Dragons with this guy and he was our dungeon master, we wouldn't go back. No. He's a terrible dungeon master. He's so bad. It's really frustrating. Uh, also, he must have been a bad dad because his son is Venger, this like horrible, <laughs> evil darkness master monster um, who is always like one step ahead of our heroes. He's like throwing beams. Got uh, so many beams. Yeah, he's like stymieing their their way to get home, flying in on his on his flying horse. Um, and that's also that's Peter Cullen. That's our Optimus Prime. So we have both yes, right. Megatron and Optimus Prime as voices in this show. Yeah, and it's animated by the same company, so. Oh yeah, uh, so that's right that's on. a real fun fact. How you doing over yeah. there, Rory? You like all our facts? I'm loving these facts. <laughs> <laughs> here's a here's a fun fact. Uh, so this show is um uh is there's an actor in it named uh Darren O'Malley. <laughs> okay. And they. Went on to invent a new kind of spoke for bicycles and tricycles. And they're really much more famous for their bicycle contributions than this show. Is that where the O'Malley spoke comes from? The O'Malley. That's exactly where it comes from. Wow. I really opened myself up for this. I shouldn't be surprised. Oh, Rory, you'll you'll love this fact. I have, oh, a tell me facts. I have a fact. Are you ready? Is it about actors? Because that's my favorite kind. It is about actors. Are you <laughs> okay. ready? I know yeah. how much you love them. Uh, that the um, actor who plays the dungeon master also played Hitler in the Jerry Lewis film, Which Way to the Front? Ooh, I like that fact. That's actually, that's a real fact, isn't it? That is a real fact. Oh, wow. Wow. I've never seen that movie. Is it good? Do you know? 
Have you seen it? I like Jerry Lewis movies. Okay. I know that it tells a <laughs> lot of people listening a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We are totally off track. What were we get? We should talk about this episode. Yeah. So yeah. we start out in media res. They're fighting a frost giant. Mm. And uh, they just kind of do it. You know, <laughs> they do just they fight the frost giant. <laughs> they do it. They fight it. You know, nothing, nothing exciting about that. And they see they're supposed to follow the fire in the ice. It's another fucking riddle. And yeah. they see a mountain beam and they go through the mountain splits in half. And there's a portal there. And that's when our boy Venger comes in. And the mountains in. are all hand drawn. So there's like there's there's the some some of the animation here is is sort of the typical Hanna-Barbera style. Uh, as cheap as you can make it. But then mm-hmm. uh, out of nowhere are these beautiful hand-drawn backgrounds that I was really digging. Yeah, Toei, Toei obviously is talented and they're kind of doing as much as they care to do for this show. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. This is like, yeah, I, we could be better. Like, we could make this like look like Castle of Cagliostro or something, but we just kind of didn't. Right. Because we don't care. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a nerd and I want you to feel bad. Right, <laughs> but yeah, the you're right. The backgrounds are are pretty great, but it's a it's a stark contrast to when we see like Bobby to the animation the, that goes right on top of it. I agree. Yeah, Bobby the <laughs> yeah. barbarian swinging his Bam Bam Club, right with like three frames total. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So they they run away. You know, they 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 shoot a or Hank shoots a beam through the ice with his bow, and they go through that tunnel. To escape from Venger. Yeah, and but it's, then... it's such a sad moment here because it's yet again, like they were almost at a portal to take them home. Like the portal literally shows the amusement park where they left. Right. And they're almost there and Venger shows up. And so when they get safe and they've run away, they have this incredibly real sad moment where they're all like face in hands, just like, fuck. Yeah. How can I deal with this? Dude, that's such a classic Samurai Jack moment, too. Like the beginning of an episode of Samurai Jack, and he's like, sees his portal home, and he just misses it. And Aku comes in, and he's like, Wow, you failed, Samurai Jack. You suck. <laughs> you suck, Samurai Jack. <laughs> and then he does something else. Uh, it, it does give a good motivation for going after Venger. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what this whole episode is about, is, right. is unmitigated child rage right yeah these these kids have had just about enough of this guy's taunting and have decided they're going to murder him well yeah and that's kind of the (laughs) the the interesting and the funny part of the episode is that our dungeon master pops up again and he starts going in with like a prompt for another he's like oh yes the duke of darkness and then they're like hold on dog hold on i don't want another fucking word out of you until unless that word is how to kill venger because we're done we've done 20 episodes of this shit (laughs) <laughs> let's jump to the season finale oh. also also why does venger leave he's, he's team rockets blasting off again he's just got him and he's like i'll come back later yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's standard i don't th- th- if we try and analyze why villains do what they do in these shows we're it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work it's all plot convenience <laughs> yeah yeah all the shows that have these villains with with no real uh they don't have the 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 scaffolding in place to understand why they're going to be a villain again next episode like why yeah. the dinosaurs don't just kill the tyrannos <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, take them to uh, dino jail 
take them to Dino Moon, Dino Jail, take them to Guan Dino Guan Dynamo Bay. (laughs) 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 We thought dinosaurs would give us good jokes months later. Oh, yeah, get those good Bush era jokes in the '80s show. Guan Dynamo Bay. Um, All right, you can have points. So the kids decide that uh, against the dungeon master's will, who's clearly like a little like ooged out by these, like the blood in these children's eyes. He's like, oh, my God. They really want to kill my son. (laughs) Right. And so he he sort of disappears and tells them another little riddle of how they can get to Tiamat because Tiamat is this giant five headed dragon, which is the only thing that Venger is scared of. And so Tiamat lives in the dragon's graveyard, which I guess is on the moon. It looks yeah, like it's something on the moon. like that. Yeah. They also fight Tiamat all the time. Like that's kind of their other main nemesis uh, in other episodes. Uh, a few things I poked around watching is, is yeah, they'll watch, they'll, they'll fight Tiamat and then they'll fight Venger and Venger Tiamat will fight kind of an ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really good. This show's really good. Yeah. Team at the all caps dragon who just <laughs> shouts every line that she says. Is it? I mean, it's a she, but they got Frank Welker to do the yeah, voice. It's, it's just Frank Welker doing the voice, but they say she. <laughs> it's Fred you know, from Scooby Doo. Uh, and her character <laughs> description is, is a nice little alliteration. It's fearsome female five headed dragon Ooh. with a reverberating multi level voice. <laughs> so, yeah, so Venger arrives when they're like trying to figure out what to do uh, and how to get to the, the dragon's graveyard. And that son of a bitch, <laughs> he does a real painful hurt on my boy, Uni, the unicorn. <laughs> you don't fuck with the unicorn. It's a baby. He just a baby. Yeah. Everybody's running to a cave and then a beam hits Uni and it, it looks painful. It's a it's a bad hit. The unicorn is basically the, the tiny child's best friend. And so this angry eight year old barbarian runs out to try and handle things. And then, of course, everyone else has to put themselves in harm's way to protect both of them. It's just a real it's a real failure as a team. Right. Uh, but they do they do get in, but they have to, like, run farther into the cave to be safe. And the cave collapses and an actual kind of cool moment. This is like one of maybe two or three moments in these episodes that reminded me of real D&D uh, is that Hank, the ranger, pulls out his glowing bow to use as light in this dark cave. And I was mm-hmm. like, that seems like that seems like a choice that you would make role playing. Right. You know, like that 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 rung true for me just a little bit because everything else yeah. is just kind of nonsense for children. Um, right. But, you know, the true nerds, the true nerds of, of, of us who know exactly what playing D&D is like. The dark ones. <laughs> <laughs> we live in darkness. Caves are our natural habitat. And our acrobat uses her staff to stop the cave from crushing oh, yeah. everybody. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Diana does a thing. They let her do a thing. They let her do a thing. Okay. That's right. Her staff is is pretty interesting. It's It's like... Like, it can break, but she can put it back together. It's basically just a magic stick, but she uses it pretty well. I got the magic stick. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she uses there. it when they give her one thing an episode to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, I mean, we get to we get to Tiamat's world because they, 
I don't know. There's a weird they make sequence. A ball. Where they make a... I watched it twice. I couldn't really it's figure so out. It's so odd. Should we should we try and like try and parse out what happens? So they're in the cave and and Hank first shoots his light arrow and it bounces around and makes like a star shape. Yeah. And then who catches it next? What happens? Does it go it either gets hit hit by the it goes into the hat? It goes into the the wizard's magic hat and it pops out and then bounces off the shield. And that's not the shield, and then and then touched by the stick. Touched by the stick, and the girl puts her cape on it. Sheila puts her cape on top, and like a like a crystal ball. Right, and then it gets clubbed by the barbarian. And then they kiss it, I guess, and they all go. It just like creates a little portal that warps all of them. <laughs> yeah, in a show in a show where these characters are so are so thoroughly thwarted by by portals every episode. It's odd that they just make a portal after through this this like magical display of incompetence. <laughs> so they go to the moon. Yeah, and it looks like the moon, doesn't it? It's like the moon, and it's covered in in just giant dragon skeletons. It's really pretty spooky. This, this one is, is a straight I... up stegosaurus. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, there's a stegosaurus looking one. There's some like like neanderthal dragons <laughs> like yeah they're they're kind the of like link. uh what are the what are the like the dragonborn race from sure. la- later issues or of D or yeah like it's 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 odd they're they're it runs the gamut from giant actual dragons to dragon people uh but they're yeah, all dead like, yeah weird reptile skeletons mm-hmm. and they they're all like, dead but they're all again these like Pretty pretty good looking uh, hand drawn backgrounds make the mm-hmm. skeletons real spooky. Yeah, this is this is the moment in the show where I realized that uh, that the, there was a reason the censors were upset about this episode, and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't just because of the yeah. dragon skeletons, but like the whole like attitude of why they're there and what they're here to do and their whole plan. You know, it's all about like creating a situation where they can murder their enemy. Uh, right. Yeah. So. This almost didn't air, but I guess they worked on the script enough or they got it approved. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, it, it deals with a more violent subject than I think is often touched on. And of course, <laughs> most of this is identical as other stuff, as other shows, but they just use different words like destroy. They use the language of, a little more explicitly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this is like kill... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, die death. I mean, um, even even when I was a kid, you know, which of course was the the watching cartoons in like the mid late nineties and into the two thousands. Like we all knew as kids, like we all knew that that this, like there were censors that made it so that cartoons couldn't say dead or murder or kill. Like, right? It's not like kids weren't aware of what was going yeah, on. It always rings so phony when they're like, "I will finally destroy you," or or when they have to say <laughs> like, know, "Someone is." gone you know or like like the, like it's really just painfully obvious they're trying to find <laughs> any other word like kids know kids just they, they fucking know also uh on the moon there are a lot of these magic weapons that venger wants yeah, yeah. so badly he wants what is it like he's he's constantly talking about how he wants the kids weapons but these ones yeah. that they find on the moon are like orders of magnitude more badass yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they're they so rock. powerful that the kids can't use them. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, that was a really or cool moment. Or they don't want to, or they're too R-rated. Yeah, they're the freaked out. The use. kids, the kids try and use them. Like, like Eric picks up one, and he's like, "What's this trident do?" And it like vaporizes a giant rock, and he like has this look <laughs> on his face, like, "Whoops, fuck! I shouldn't have picked this up." Like, it's kind of cool, you know? Like, like maybe so it's this maybe is while they're waiting. So I think to to slow down for a sec, they have made a struck a deal with Tiamat, who thinks. Who says he can he can bring Venger to them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. They find a horn and they blow it and it brings Tiamat in and he screams his lines. <laughs> uh, she. Yeah, she sorry. screams her lines. She like screams his lines. But Frank Welker, <laughs> he screams her lines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and it's interesting that Tiamat is like ready to get on board with this because she must hate Venger just as much as she hates these kids. Right. Uh, and in fact, they do hate each other and it makes a fun little scene when Tiamat goes and uh, basically just tells Venger how much of a dumb dumb he is. <laughs> <laughs> they just hate each other for a quick little, a quick little discussion. And then she flaps her wings and blows him through a portal. Yeah. Yeah, it and is, now it's, he is on the moon. She has no chill. She just like busts a, a giant hole through the wall of his bachelor pad. Like, <laughs> I get that you're giant, but you could use a door. That's she just is, rude. <laughs> she is. She is a chaotic neutral character. Oh no! Yes. No, you, that's a good you're point. Trying to get us back on our theme, Brian. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Let me find out if this is a good is idea. Is it gonna work? Is it gonna work? Classic. Uh, I rolled a one and a thirteen. Teen, no, this isn't gonna work. No, it's a bad idea. All right, sorry, this Brian. Is... <laughs> you die now. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. I'm the best kind of dungeon master. Yeah, you're dead. All right, roll a new character. Go into another room. Do the do more paperwork. Give us some thaco. <laughs> <laughs> Come back when you're a barbarian. Thank you, and please and thank you. <laughs> no, uh, I think that. That the the fun part of this episode is when all the kids let loose at the end, and uh, I, I I honestly don't know who's on board and who's not because it's mostly just <laughs> been Hank and Bobby who've been like really mad, but every all the other kids seem really into this plan as they just start wailing on Benger uh, in the best way that they can when you have a coat and a stick <laughs> as your yeah. yeah only one character has a fucking gun. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, and he uses it every minute, and it means that nobody else has to do anything because you know Mr. Bow and Arrow just kind of gets the work done. I mean, at least at least they let him kind of learn a lesson in this one. Like he wasn't perfect, you know. He was right. over overcome by his rage, uh, and he is the one in the end to, like, he takes. It's really brutal. They uh like Bobby Bobby breaks all the ground around Venger and he's stuck on like this island and then uh who is it the magician Presto yeah they use all their <laughs> uh, their weapons are stronger there too right like yeah. not only are there better weapons yeah. but their weapons that's like are, a major are plot also, point yeah mm-hmm. that's the reason that they can they need to get Venger here is because this is the only place totally where their weapons are super strong because their weapons originated from this place yeah and so. Presto like puts two like magic shackles on Venger and spreads his arms out. And he just looks so helpless and sad, even though he's like the evil villain and Hank is taking aim with him at this bow. And it is, it's a really scary moment, but Hank ends up saying, no, 
He just shoots the shackles and is like, no, we'll become as bad as you if I do this. But I'm not doing this for you. This is for us. Yeah. You can kind of start to see with maybe what they were trying to do with the series in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like with this, this right here. hard pitch. And it's, it, even, it even plays out in a little bit with what the dungeon master says. You've taken your first step towards getting home. Yeah. Uh, right. So like maybe what? Do they, do they have to like, we have to have a certain amount of character growth before he'll let me go see my family? <laughs> <laughs> right. They, he just wants them to suffer. He's testing them in some kind of Westworld situation. Right. Uh, just for them to suffer and go through, you know, character development. Uh, before they can go back into the real world. <laughs> and also, no one seems to understand that that's what he's saying to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I would be questioning. I mean, clearly, we're all adults. We would be questioning the Dungeon Master at every fucking turn. Uh, but I that's would. Just to be, that's just to be incorrigible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We like getting in people's way. Yeah. We'd give him our rude pranks and he'd hate it. <laughs> I mean, that's what you guys did to me when I was your dungeon master anyway. You just did rude pranks to me. So. Yeah. You've never been my dungeon master. <laughs> wow. You've been my dungeon friend. <laughs> but never my dungeon master. <laughs> I don't know that I like dungeon friend anymore than dungeon master. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. Well, that was that was the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we think about it? I I thought this was pretty good. Um, yeah, this was better than I thought it was going to be a lot better. Um, I mean, it also helps that this episode felt like, you know, this felt like the big episode that people wait 20 episodes to see, you know, sure. And, you know, it was it was totally. this is not going to be episode eight. You know, this mm-hmm. feels like a culmination. This this feels like one of those big ones that, it, that the kids talk about at recess. Like, oh, my God, did you see the big one where they finally like try to fight Venger and then they don't. And they, like, <laughs> they might get home. <laughs> but then they don't. <laughs> Maybe they'll get home next time, next season right. on Dungeons but it, and you Dragons. Know, it, it's, it's one of those big ones that, that comes along and you feel like, okay, this is like, this is a big episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I really was, I was definitely on board with the, the character's... I don't know. I don't I don't want to say that I liked the characters necessarily, because like I said, no, they're, I they're the pretty characters. they're pretty thinly drawn and, and not not particularly compelling. But I yes. do like the way that they're they're used to move the story along. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about this before in other cartoons, but like we don't this didn't feel like a story. And then we tacked the characters on top like this. The story is about two of these characters specifically going through an emotional thing. You well, know, they do right. a good job of of. Um, like, especially for a show full of portals, they really don't lean on the portals to kind of have the show happen to the characters. They're constantly making choices with, with, uh, you know, with outcomes that, that lead to other outcomes to lead to other choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sure. a pretty big, it's a pretty big left turn just when they don't listen to the dungeon master. Yeah. <laughs> that is cool. Mm-hmm. For the whole series. Uh-huh. For them to just be like. We think you're full of it, Mr. Dungeon Master. Yeah, he's yeah, got he's got a whole setup ready. He's got a whole ghost world, and we're he's not got a whole plot it. set up. And he's like, "Yes, the Duke of Darkness," and he, they just cut him off. No, and no, it's like, shut no, up. No, we're not doing another filler episode today. I see that exclamation yeah, no, thanks, point over Jigsaw. your head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want another goddamn subquest. 
And then, you know, right. the eight-year-old, he's a little rage monster. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and that's cool. It is cool. You know, because kids need to learn how to deal with anger. And and Uni almost died. Mm-hmm. He did. Have a lovable unicorn baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and Uni is, does get healed by a magic net that gets thrown over him. Yeah. That's uh, also very then, D&D, though. And, and yeah. we should say, because it is adorable, is this 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 horse is about the same size as the eight-year-old, and he constantly wants to be picked up and carried like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it really should be the other way around. That should be a load-bearing pack animal. I mean, Uni is a terrible drain on the party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No true. doubt about it. And I have all the dice now. Oh, fuck. Now Brian has the dice. <laughs> Brian's There's the a dice new master. dungeon master in town, and his name is Brian. And Andy has been kicked out of our dungeon team. God damn it. Uh, dungeon team? Such a good dungeon team. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay. We're, we're doing the podcast still. So uh, if, if, Brian is, if Brian is the new dungeon master, then I have to roll a character. True. Uh, want to be want to be a danger clerk? We have two danger. Clerks. No, I, I don't think we need two <laughs> danger clerks. Uh, You'd be a healing danger clerk. It's just <laughs> no. a different spec. <laughs> uh, I think I think I'll be uh, for 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 Clar for the trash Uh-oh. orc. A trash orc is pretty funny. I'm a trash orc now. Okay. I'm that gonna roll good. for that. That I'm sounds really fun. Is that is that funny, Brian? Tell me if it's funny. You rolled a six. Son of a bitch. It wasn't funny. Which is not funny. <laughs> six is the least funny number. <laughs> hey, I should think, we? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the next episode. Let's talk about that next episode. Let's talk about uh, episode 23, The Time Lost. Let's. <laughs> I think we've all just sort of been <laughs> waiting for this moment this whole time. Yeah, this so is the, yeah, this is got, the one. <laughs> I've got a synopsis Great. that let's hear I it. can bring up. Tell us what that. happened. Uh, let me hear that nops. Come on. Venger Ooh, the has I like been that. a. I like that a lot. <laughs> the Nops. Here's the Nops, you guys. <laughs> Venger has been abducting military personnel from different battles in Earth, and his latest captive is a U.S. Air Force pilot whom Venger commandeers his fighter jet. Is that correct? That's not the right use no. of whom. <laughs> that doesn't sound whom. It's okay. not even. Um, no. That's not even. Yeah. Uh, Venger then goes to the Second World War and captures a Luftwaffe pilot named Yosef, intending to give him the modern fighter jet to make World War II an Axis victory, which would change Earth's history and prevent the kids from ever being born. However, in getting to know Yosef, the kids realize his true feelings about the war and what happened to his native country. Oh my god. (laughs) That's, I mean, that gets pretty much the general big sillies out right there in the even maybe even more so than it's presented in the episode. Like it's probably way funnier just to hear it read in that way than to watch it. it. You know, actually, you know, it, 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 yeah. In, um, in, in that sort of like reductionist way, it is, it is so silly, but what I will give it points for right out the bat is turning the classic, like kill Hitler time travel thread on its head. Yeah. And instead uses like save Hitler to kill somebody else. (laughs) Also, credit where credit is due. You look at the time that they were making this and where it's airing Mm -hmm. on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Pretty gutsy programming. In a way. Germans hate Saturday morning. (laughs) (laughs) No. Traditionally, that is true. You're not, you're not wrong. (laughs) I mean, it is, it is kind of a, a, it's, it's big to be like, 
in a children's show to talk about making it so the Nazis won the war so that well, several children would never have been born. Like, that's right. pretty They intense. also never say Nazi in the entire episode. No, of course they, they don't. They barely even mention Germany. Yeah. Right. Uh, they leave it for you to understand, which is kind of fun, because as much as we don't need it said, I'm also willing to believe these kids aren't fully, like, up to date on, like, you know, world what history. What Nazis were? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm i sure if the word Nazi was said, they would have gotten it. But, like, I, I believe yeah. that they are as kind of clueless about this German flighter, fighter pilot as, uh, as can be, mm-hmm. as they are. They I are believe definitely them. clueless. That is true. Yeah. Well, what I thought was kind of fun about this episode and that plot, right? I mean, it's not necessarily anything new to go back in time and try and kill Hitler or anything of that nature, right? Uh, So somebody was never born, yes. Right. Like that's pretty straight. That's a straightforward kind of thing. But what was interesting that I thought was uh, different about it is the the angle of trying to bring future weapons back to arm them. Uh, mm-hmm. Because there's a really famous alternate history science fiction novel by Harry Turtledove called uh, The Guns of the South uh, right. that came out in like 1992, right? Like 10 years after this. It's really famous. And it's basically that plot. It's like it's like white supremacists from South Africa try and give AK-47s to Robert E. Lee's army and make them win the Civil War. Uh, but like that's like 10 years later. So and that's a really famous book. <laughs> And so it's almost like funny to me that Dungeons and Dragons is doing this particular yeah, wrinkle on that plot. We did that first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's also not a bad plan. No. No. It's not. I mean, look, if you have a portal to World War II and you want to just sort of fuck shit up, that's one way to do it is to throw a, you know, F-14 Tomcat or whatever, <laughs> you know, throw throw that into the mix and just kind of see what happens. Yeah. I also uh, like the conceit that uh, it took Vendra a, tr- a few tries to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who did he He's get? the wrong time and the wrong country. Oh, do you mean my favorite? Who did he get? Like my favorite character in both of these episodes we watched? <laughs> yeah. In different Viking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in different Viking. I'm so not being funny Viking. right now. I mean it. Yeah. I loved in different Viking a lot. <laughs> He's great. Uh, He's we also funny. have like an astronaut. Mm-hmm. We've got a samurai, I think. It's a samurai. It's a really is, is samurai. poorly drawn samurai. And then yeah, like. there's a couple other Like ones. embarrassed policemen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they could basically make a village people out of the whole prison cell <laughs> that they've got. Yeah, he keeps he keeps abducting the wrong people because, I mean, okay. Again, here's here's something that. I shouldn't be asking. It's a goddamn kids show. But how does Venger know about countries and World War II and it, any of that this was, bullshit? That was, yeah, no, I didn't believe it. It took me out of it. But I, I was willing to buy into it afterwards. But um, I was like, confused by the fact that he knew about not only uh, Earth, but the people and the countries and the history. Like enough to parse geopolitics. Of, of, yeah. Um, also, why is he? Why is Venger wasting his time in this world, in this like weird, desolate goblin world, when he can pop back out and like take over Earth? Yeah, if he could just go live on Earth and get a job, yeah, <laughs> he could go there and just murder their parents, and then be like, "Hey, look, I killed your parents. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, look, I did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Whoops. All right. <laughs> Oops. Sorry." <laughs> it's, it's a good plan, but it is a little overly complicated, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's so overly complicated right. because if we can do if he can do what he's doing in order to kill these kids, then 
Like, why doesn't he just go back to the beginning of time and find that first little, like, fish that crawled out of Earth? And yeah. Why doesn't he just it? kill the kids right now? I mean, they don't even have <laughs> yeah. real weapons. I mean, they've got a stick and a coat. <laughs> also, I think if you gave Indifferent Viking that fighter jet, oh, man. you'd probably get the <laughs> same. If you know, a fighter jet, it would have been game on. Yeah, yeah, he could just, like, matrix how to fly a fighter jet into their brain. And like let oh. them do that. Yeah, because he can teach anybody. Yeah, that was another weird wrinkle on it is that Venger said that he was like the the Yosef, our German Nazi who's nice, uh he's like, but I do not know how to, you know, pilot this new fucking plane. And he's like, I will just download the info into your fucking brain. <laughs> Andy, could you give me the friendly German again, please? <laughs> My name is Yosef. <laughs> Yosef? <laughs> I thought it was Johan. Was it Yosef? Is Yosef? No, yeah. his name his name is Yosef, and he's really? very nice. He's a very nice man. He's very German, and I do not do a very good one. But Austin is better at the German than I am. Yeah, I mean, I did minor in it. That's that's, but that's right. fine. Without, without, to... breaking, without without spraining your hand, patting yourself on the back. Why don't you just do the fucking accent? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I could do a better one. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not look. I'm not here to do this. Um, <laughs> the well, actual episode, though, so uh-huh, yeah, it begins with <laughs> they begin with them missing a portal and talking about ah, goddamn, we missed that portal. <laughs> we missed the portal again. <laughs> Shoot. Um, and like, uh, I want to call him Lance, but it's Eric, right? Er- uh, but because he looks like Lance from Voltron, but uh, <laughs> but Eric the Cavalier is getting a haircut. Cause, which is a nice touch, because you never see people stranded no. in a alternate dimension like get get haircuts or deal with like, hey, how do we eat and poop and all, all that be, kind because, of stuff? Yeah, because we because we don't care, right? <laughs> but it was kind of a nice touch. I it is I'll, kind I'll of agree a nice with touch, that. but I would have I would have gone for something a little more interesting. Yeah, but then they they get attacked by a dragon by a little dragon, and they're initially afraid of that. And then what comes in after that is a fighter jet. And it's yeah. like a American, you know, Roger that Tomcat, two forty, <laughs> you know, shoot him up, there, Daddy O. It's Frank Wellberry, but it has lasers. Yeah, yeah, it does have lasers. I mean, we can't have oh, bullets. That's true, we can't, can't, can't have bullets. bullets. Oh, right. Bullets are so fucking past the reservation. Like you cannot do that on a Saturday morning cartoon show. That's why we get so many PPP right. lasers. That's also, why... lasers are cool. Okay, you're right. Lasers are cool. Lasers are hella dope. <laughs> Uh, but you know, that's why we get Moo Mesa and their, and the gun that shoots sheriff stars. Like, God, yeah, <laughs> we can't do bullets. Um, yeah. So we find out that there's this, you know, guy in a fighter jet in this world and it completely blows everyone's mind. <laughs> and, yeah. and the guy in the fighter jet, gel- right? Well, yeah, but the, the fighter pilots freaked out because he, uh, he's trying to radio home and the only person who responds is Venger, who's like, I can hear you. And he's being chased by him. And he's, he's like, oh, my God. Uh, okay, update. I'm being chased by a man in a dress on a flying horse. And I'm he's keeping up with me, but I'm going Mach 1. Yeah. They do not look like they're going that fast. <laughs> but, like. He's pushing Mach 1. Okay, he's pushing okay. Mach 1. Maybe only about 650 miles an hour, maybe That's, 700. I just liked I, I just remember the line because I liked it because there's a little bit of a southern twang on our <laughs> on our pilot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm pushing Mach 1. He's keeping up with me. 
Yeah, That's it's true. cute. He's a cutie. He's he a, a little, cutie. Yeah. Uh, we never see him again. <laughs> no, he's not what matters. We only we only love him for his ride. We want his we want his for sweet his sexy plane. Ride. Uh, yeah. But Venger finally succeeds. We see him and his like shadow demon <laughs> best friend uh, sort of talking about shit, and they finally get uh, the portal to do what they want, and we get do what we asked. Portal. <laughs> I wanted the Nazi war. <laughs> Give me the Nazis. And, you know, just to Avengers goddamn luck, he pulls the one Nazi who just, you know, shucks. He just feels bad about everything that his country's doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, yeah, they pulled the, Nazi. oh gosh, uh, <laughs> fluent English. Uh, man, I just, did, I don't know about this one, guys. <laughs> Boy, Hitler, I don't really know. I don't know how to feel about this, man. <laughs> also, how much credit does he get for deciding in 1945? Yeah, yeah. We find that- out that he's from 1945. Yeah, it's a bit late, buddy. A year after the war. <laughs> it turns out, since we're losing, that I don't agree with what we were doing. <laughs> oh, whoopsies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out, yeah, that's not like a revolutionary concept to have when the war is about to end that year. <laughs> that like, oh, gosh, oh, you, oh, Americans are in the future? Ooh, hold on. Let me do some quick math here. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I love you guys. Uh it is, like, yeah. yeah, you know what I hated? Oh, that that Hitler guy was a real tough nut. Oof. <laughs> I, I sure wouldn't. I didn't like him one bit. Boy, I see the writing I, on the wall now. <laughs> I hope the portal he parachutes back into at the end is just the Hague. Like, he <laughs> just, he right just in. lands in the Hague to get tried for war crimes. <laughs> I did like how they revealed the first uh, German symbol, though. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, when they give the Iron Cross, it's like yeah. a pan over. Yeah, the whole thing happens, it crashes, you don't really know what's going on, and then the smoke blows away, and you see the German cross. Yeah. Right. Well, there's also, cool. they, do the, it, they do the same thing, too, when he takes off his coat and has to ditches the armband. Yeah. Uh, well, which I don't know if, I mean, we already knew we'd seen the Iron Cross. Uh, I couldn't remember, Was the armor, does the armband mean he was an officer? I don't know. I I mean, I think it's just they couldn't do a swastika, so they're trying to communicate. Sure. Right. Yeah. That. And it was the symbol of the Luftwaffe, so that's right. true. It's accurate as well. That's true. That's it was yeah. on all their planes. Um, yeah, that's true. What I think is kind of funny. Again, I get that this is a fucking children's show, and I really shouldn't be asking it for this much verisimilitude or whatever. But I don't care if you were, you know, a Nazi or whether you were upset with what the Nazis were doing in Germany. I don't think any German from 1945 is going to show up. I'm sorry, Andy. I want to stop. (laughs) No, no. Let me finish. I I think that any German from 1945 who shows up in a fantasy world and sees a black girl in a fur bikini, I don't think that he doesn't. We won. Like, (laughs) I think I think that he doesn't just sort of shake her hand and not like it, it it was odd it was definitely odd like if we're gonna bring real life struggle into this and mm-hmm. like make me think about world war ii and then not follow up on that like i don't know that 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 again took me out yeah and i'm not, I'm not like saying i wanted it to Burger be King racist kids crew and he's like chill about it yeah <laughs> he has a picnic with him yes he does yeah. he has a goddamn picnic and yeah, I'm not asking for <laughs> accurate depictions of racism in my Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, but no. if you're going to go there, I want you to take me there. <laughs> yeah, they, they really probably would have been better off just taking a First World War 
mm-hmm. uh, and German. Yeah, it's a little more distance from some of the more <laughs> problematic elements. But yeah, uh, yeah, they really play up the fact that like, hey, you know what? Maybe some of these guys were just like cool and 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 nice, and <laughs> I you know, make everybody I feel fuzzy. Yeah, I don't love. I don't love that. I mean, I I, I did I, bump up a little bit against the concept of, you know, maybe if we just given the the Germans a little bit of a chance, <laughs> they, they just wanted Poland and everybody lost their collective shit. Yeah, I, I, I and kind of trying to avoid the Nazi word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though yeah, they were like, totally okay saying Luftwaffe. Like right. they yeah. brought up Luftwaffe and they even made a joke where Bobby, the little kid goes, loot waffle. What's that? <laughs> right. And I don't know. It becomes clear to the other kids, though, once he says Luftwaffe, they're like, oh, he's from 1945 from the bad time. <laughs> <laughs> like they knew he was German and they were like, oh, wow, you're German. Cool. And you're, you're flying an old plane from an air show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, yeah. And then they put the pieces together. Uh, it never they never really get all that mad about it. Like he I mean, he, he's able to sort of defend himself pretty quickly. So there's not really any sort of confrontation of like, hey, you were you were from the bad army. Yeah. I mean, they kind of crowd him for a second and it looks like maybe they're going to beat the snot out of him. But then yeah, they, they all get basically... to the whole plot of the music box real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this whole episode, though looks like it got rewritten after animation yeah Mm. it kind of maybe does it looks i i kept watching it because i watched this one a second time again too i was pretty sure we're going to talk about this one a lot (laughs) (laughs) and it definitely feels like maybe they had a totally different script that they shot and then they had problems getting it past yeah that wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised if somebody in, in corporate was like, I have several problems with this episode. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Dungeon Master in particular in this episode, I feel like he gives a couple of speeches at the end that definitely they were like, you can't say that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What was that? I don't, I don't remember. I don't either what because Dungeon whatever Master they changed even... it to was really forgettable. Oh, I see. Yeah. But like, I feel like he's giving like a moral of the story about this. Uh, they weren't pilot. all bad. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. People just want to do right, even Nazis. No, no, sir. No, no you can't say that. That's not. Also, I don't know. It wasn't know. as bad as those Jews were saying. <laughs> oh, no. like, oh God! Oh. No, no, oh. rewrite oh. it. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. We have to have a talk. Also, I don't think you could throw in even a, an advanced aircraft like they had. I don't think you could throw in a, a good plane in 1945 and change the entire tide no. of the war. No, but if you'd given it to a different Viking, that would have made a giant change. It really would have. Right. He would have fucked yeah. off into some other corner and suddenly He would like, have gone full Genghis Khan. He would have conquered the world. <laughs> suddenly Greenland is the center of all modern society and, you know. <laughs> right. We'd all be speaking Danish. <laughs> eh, could be worse. Yeah. I, 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 for one, am, am excited about our new Viking overlords. <laughs> Welcome in different Viking. <laughs> May he live forever. Or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. Uh, So, so then we have a we have a scene with some fire, some fire that happens. 
I'm I'm forgetting the this context. This is a real cartoon Looney Tunes baloney that happens. Yeah. Next. But they're they're surrounded by fire and I don't again, I don't know why that happened, but Presto they they try to get Presto tries to get them out of the fire and instead of making a fire extinguisher from his hat, he makes a can of whipped cream. <laughs> which well, doesn't work, surprisingly. And, and he has he has that worst trope for every like magic user uh that you could ever want which is that his spells are horrible like like he has to have like a rhyming shitty spell mm-hmm. so he, he says abracadabra and hocus capocus save us quick before we go up and smoke us that's correct he did it's, say those words it's really <laughs> he did say the, those bad words it's really <laughs> bad words in that order it's bad do you think yeah. he got whipped cream because of the bad rhyming i hope so i hope it's a punishment I think yeah. that was sort of the implication. <laughs> but then he other he says another bad thing where he says, How about we fight fire with fire? No, and that's then Hank. Well, no, he suggests it and then Hank he has Hank blow up a uh waterfall that then launches the water and that puts out the fire. That wasn't so fighting really... fire with fire. That's 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 fighting water fire with water. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is the opposite of that, both in action and metaphor. Right. Yeah. You can't. That's how we normally fight fires, buddy. Once again, yeah. though, once again, he blows up a mountain with his bow. Well, yeah, but that's like saying that an internal combustion engine powers a fire truck that puts it out with water. You know, like it's still, <laughs> you it's know, still the water doing the heavy lifting. It's still the water doing the heavy lifting. It's not fire. <laughs> It's a bad metaphor that he uses in this scenario. Well, we get uh, the the dungeon master comes back and finally gives them information that would have been very useful at the very at the beginning of the episode. And he says, oh, yeah, uh, Avengers using the crystal of Kronos to change Earth's history, uh, which he clearly knew the whole time uh, and instead yeah. opted for the riddles, uh, the riddle approach. Um, <laughs> I just want to support my son. <laughs> what you gotta, you gotta make it hard for my go. son's enemies <laughs> uh and you know and so now then they're like oh fuck okay uh well we gotta go we gotta go fix we gotta go stop him and diana's like yeah and we gotta go save that german guy too <laughs> we gotta go save that nazi boy uh and so they all uh they all go back and attempt to to make a difference <laughs> In the meantime, like Venger has has like taken Joseph or Yosef. He's taken him back and he's just negging him like you <laughs> like a like a gross man at a bar. He's just like, oh, I thought you were a man. I thought you had courage. You're not a coward. <laughs> Do you have right? courage? I'll kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he seems to agree. And he downloads the the how to fly a fighter jet good into his head. <laughs> You know, and he agrees and he hops in and he like starts taking off. And that's when the big turn comes that we kind of probably would have seen based on everything he said before is that he starts shooting the crystal. Yeah. Yeah, He doesn't do the thing. You're right. He's he's going to blow it up, blows up the crystal. And as soon as he starts shooting the crystal, for some reason, that makes all of the imprisoned other other time period fighters disappear and go back to their own times yeah and And my favorite indifferent viking moment yes now what does he do he rolls as he starts to disappear and go back to his own time 
He just rolls over and goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> this this was all just another fucking day. He kind of shrugs and gives and gives like a raised eyebrow look at everybody disappearing and just is like, I'm gonna nap through this. <laughs> This'll be I've easier if I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think now, that... you can imagine how much it would have fucked up time if those guys had gone to different Oh, you know, man. if they'd accidentally gotten switched around. <laughs> Put the, the astronaut back in the Viking time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he blasts the crystal. He, like, parachutes out of his ship and uh, collides the ship into the crystal, which is the sort of the, the big attack that ends the thing. And uh, and they... <laughs> He floats down into the portal and goes away, and all the kids celebrate that he was actually a nice Nazi all along. Yeah, He's just a good sweet Nazi. And he he says like he says like Ovida Zane to them as he floats away. Right, it's <laughs> like a, a tearful goodbye. Like go back to your war, <laughs> have because fun at your war. In the end, I guess the the implication is that he he says he says uh, you've given me freedom, and in return, I shall give you your future. So as much as he's smiling and going thank you. He's going to go back and fight for the Nazis. Like, that's the implication, is that he's not going to change history. He's going to go do what he was doing in the first place. I thought that they said he was going to go and then, like, fight for the resistance. Mm. Uh, he, he was like, I'm going to join for the countries that are fighting against my country. Maybe. And it was I like, get, that's I didn't weird get that, that he was they... going back to fight for the Germans. You didn't? No. I just, th- I don't see how that doesn't change history. Well, maybe he went back to kill Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> well, whether he go, I mean... Whether he may goes back in that portal or not, we do know that the Nazis lost, Andy. What? Yeah, he met some, he met some sweet American <laughs> children and, yeah, decided to go. To get, he to go landed make, make in a, Brazil and then he lived a quiet life. <laughs> he lived happily ever after. With, <laughs> sure, sure, with sure. With Joseph Goebbels. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph and Joseph. I also, when I watched it, I first bumped against the fact that he destroys the we portal. We got away scot free. <laughs> <laughs> that he's that he's gonna make sure he gets home. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then they don't really want to go to 1945. No, it's a bad time for at least battlefront Germany. Certainly not the acrobat. No, yeah. no, she don't want to go there. And maybe the yeah. Cavalier. Maybe certain that's people, a good, that's time a good travel question. is always bad for certain certain protected classes of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just just our just our ranger would probably be would the have, only. Hank would have no trouble. Yeah, our, our like Aryan Aryan yeah. Apollo here is like <laughs> probably going to be fine. Yeah. Well, and Bobby the barbarian. Yeah, he, he's pretty. True, yeah. He's pretty blonde. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Boy, this was this was such a different episode than the other one, right? Like, yeah. I mean, at the core of it, we still have Venger. He's doing bad deeds. He's causing problems, and the kids getting you know they're a thorn. Yeah, in the it side. Did, it really suffered from too many ideas. Uh, like, not a lot of plot happens in this episode. They though after we learn about this time travel thing, they fight a fire for more time than they spend really exploring the implications yeah of time like travel. if this was an interesting star trek episode like they would go so much further into morality and like yeah. can somebody change and like or if this was a sonic the hedgehog episode <laughs> oh no they would go back in time 
and Robotnik would go back in time to try and take over and make things different and they'd see stuff like you know they'd make a whole two-parter episode out of it and everyone would go and i'm just i'm just saying you know i know i'm a guest but can i give andy a demerit (laughs) wait i don't get i don't get anime demerits for sonic you should though well we'll make up a different kind these are these are just (laughs) this is a bad boy no no they count as double when they come from a guest because that's just (laughs) it's embarrassing behavior and he's my friend We have a guest, Andy, and they're they're upset with you. You can't yeah. Take your shoes off. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, here one second, Andy. That's two demerits. Ah fuck. Oh, Alright, that's going. That's canon. <laughs> we'll have to come up with what these are called. Embarrassment points. Embarrassing yeah. us in front of our friends. <laughs> We have well, company. <laughs> uh, aside from uh, shitting on me relentlessly every episode, um, what, do, what do we think about this show in general? I, I will start. Let me say, I liked it. I think that I could have gotten real down with this show when I was a kid. Uh, it sort of reminded me, in, on some way, in some ways, of Pirates of Dark Water, which I definitely ate up because, you know, it was like dark fantasy with some like weird shit going on, but it was episodic, but we were still like pushing towards like a, an ultimate goal and it was moving and, and you know, yeah. that, that appealed to me. I like that. I like it's that. It's a angle. more tolerable kid video. Yeah. Oh boy. You know, that's so um, right. That's so true. Yeah. And, um, so I think, I think I would have been down with this too at the age. I think I've, I would have enjoyed this, um, as an adult watching it. I I could I could take the the episodes that I watched, and then I started watching some other ones on the other parts of the season because uh, they're all on YouTube. And I, I yeah I wasn't interested. It, it wasn't <laughs> doing anything for me. So you know, it's not bad. It's not bad. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah yeah that's where I'm at. Um, it 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 didn't it didn't uh, it didn't uh, suffer from a lack of ideas. And the execution, mixed results. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. I can say with complete confidence that I was down with this. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember, like, I know you said you didn't really remember much of watching it or, like, much of the details, but do you remember what it was about the show that, like, interested you? Well, it was, it talked about fantasy subject material, kind of like we were talking about earlier. This was the first thing right. that I ever saw as a kid made for me that was about that mm-hmm. period like anything sure. close to mainstream like the fact that this was just accessible on network television on saturday morning yeah that's that's a pretty big deal actually when you when you really think about it when you talk about it that way like uh we take for Representation granted Representation matters it does it does yeah, on, but, in yeah, all sorts like, of different ways Anybody who enjoys a source material in one medium and then just seeing it put into another one, especially like a something that feels more esoteric. And then you see it like in a big mainstream form. And you, honestly, the only way, you know, you get me with just like Infinity War, like mentions a character. And I'm like, ah, they did. The, they said the character. I don't care how they did it. It's like you said it. You put it in there. I'm here. I'm sold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, the idea of character classes and right. like all of that 
Yeah, it was, just it was our yeah, it was our world, and it was exciting to see it on television. Yeah. Plus, you could go back to your friends and play D anD D with what you just saw. Like you could, you know, like there's a f- structure in place to literally play. Like you can't just play Brave Star with your friends. Like no, you can act it out, but you you know you could sure. go in and sit down with your DM and you could do some version of what you just watched. Yeah, that's totally Good true. Point. Yeah, if you want, if you because the other episodes. They do feel a lot of them like quests. Totally. Like yeah. they got that right. And, you know, sometimes sometimes when you're playing D&D, like you don't necessarily need the strongest plot hook all the time. You sometimes it's like, "Hey, uh somebody hired you and they want you to go kill everything in this cave." And you're like, "Fuck it. Yeah, that sounds great today." <laughs> you know. Fuck it. And and so that's kind of that's kind of fun. I mean, like it always it doesn't always have to be in the service of some larger narrative. But uh, but we did we did kind of intentionally choose uh, episodes for that we watched today that that connected to their larger narrative. So I, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'd be interested to watch one of their more like weird one off side things. But mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure that they that they are similar to what we watched. And I'm, I think I'd be down for it. I, I personally could watch a few more episodes of this before I got sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um sounds good. Brian, yeah. thanks a lot. Thank it was my much. it was my pleasure to be here. It was also my pleasure to do this show because uh like I said, I had such fond memories of watching it as a kid. It was fun to go back and knock the dust off of it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it is dusty. Oh boy. For my sure. favorite part of today was that time you gave Andy some some demerits. <laughs> you know, and honestly, and honestly. <laughs> I don't think Andy always deserves demerits, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, but uh, but but uh, it did seem like fun to give him them. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's, it's well, so much are fun you, to punish him. Are you doing? Are, are you saying? Are you saying bullying is bad? But then I was a bully and it felt good. One second. <laughs> one, one, one second, Andy. One second. One second. No. Oh, okay, good, good. That's great. Wait a minute. Did you just decide a very personal detail about yourself by rolling a die? Yes. Great. Cool. Well, that's what we're all about here at D&D. Uh, that's D&D, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's SMT. That is, that is. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is a very fun time. You've had a lot of fun. <laughs> Let me tell you, you've had a great time. You've had a lot of fun here tonight. <laughs> I'm so glad we could entertain you so thoroughly. <laughs> Austin, tell us that thing you say. Oh, yeah. Uh, that thing that we say, that thing we always say, uh, every time what we always say. And in fact, that thing is gallop away. Just do that. Gallop away. Just do that. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Thanks for tuning in to our Summer of Specials. All through the month of August and a sweet little kiss into September, we've got a nonstop slate of just nothing but specials. Hot damn. If you like what we're doing, go ahead and find us on social media or on our website, which is satamtuesdays.com. S-A-T-A-M Tuesdays.com. And you know, this week was really fun, but next week, what do you know? We got another goddamn special. So I hope to see you here every Tuesday.